Uh, Ross Whitaker, pleasure to have you here at uh, the Film Ireland podcast. Thanks very much for coming and talking to it's us. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, you're putting on uh, the Stranger Than Fiction Film Festival, an odd number of film festival that wishes to celebrate a Will Ferrell film from a few years ago in which he... No, no, sorry, this is a documentary film festival. That's, That's what it, yeah. Oh, you sorry, no. there for a second. Did my research all wrong? We'll have to backtrack a little bit. Uh, how long have you been running the festival now? Well, I don't essentially run the festival, mm. I program it. So mm. this is my third year programming it. Uh, selecting f- films. Yeah, that, selecting yeah. the films. So the festival, I think this is the 11th edition. See, there was one year when there was no festival. So there's one missing. So getting the 10 or 11, but it's about the 11th year of it. Yeah. Uh, and it was run originally... Uh, it's always been run by the IFI but there's been a few different programmers over the years I think I'm the fourth one over the course of the festival so people have done about three each I suppose uh, and this is my third one doing it yeah and it's it's really it's a really enjoyable one you know as someone who loves documentaries I get to go out and watch loads of documentaries and try and hand pick the yeah. very best international documentary films and the best Irish ones and take them here to Dublin for a weekend so like does this involve you travelling to a whole bunch of film festivals a little bit you know it would be nice if there was a bit more travel yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, basically what we do is I- I'll start keeping an eye on festivals from I suppose the 1st of January onwards keep mm. an eye on the Sundance programme keep an eye on the South by Southwest programme is Berlin it the f- program. one in Holland is uh, ITFA is, is quite a big one yeah, yeah. now that happens in November so from a timing point of view a film that's been in, at ITFA yeah. it's already almost a year old by the oh, time yeah, it comes yeah. around to us but and then I'll go to uh, depending on the year because sometimes I have films of my own in festivals I might yeah. go to more festivals but I'll always go to Sheffield every year where they have a really good selection of documentaries and we'll be watching them because I get help as well from Michael Hayden who's the overall programmer in the IFI we'll be kind of watching films from January, February onwards and just starting to put together a kind of like overview of what's out there Mm. and then a lot of it you might want to get more into this but a lot of it's timing you know, so if it, like you might take twenty thousand days on Earth, which is the Nick Cave film. Yeah, it's actually showing. I don't know when you're going to be broadcasting this, but it's showing tomorrow night on a, as a one-off international screening. We'd love to have had that, yeah. but unfortunately, it's coming out the week before our festival. So a lot of it's timing when fe- films are available, what they're planning to do, and their strategy. And that the trailer for that film looks remarkable. I yeah, uh, I'm very much looking forward to it now. How did you get? What's what's your path to your current position been like? Well, what I did was made documentaries, I suppose, and for a little while I was editing Film Ireland, and it just so happened that I think the year that the IFI didn't have Stranger Than Fiction, they started they started to realise, there's been a lot of transition in, in the IFI over the last few years with different people changing jobs and the loss of Pete, who was the programmer, and things like that, so in that period, I suppose they were looking out for someone new to take on stranger than fiction and i don't know how many people they spoke to but they spoke to me and and <laughs> and uh, thankfully thankfully i was the one they went for and it's just been a brilliant thing to be able to do to be honest um you're at a film festival um because i i've spoken to various people and and each it's so, so many different attitudes to the attendance of a film festival but how many films do you find yourself getting in per day when i'm at a festival it depends you know like because if you're, you can be there for different reasons if you're there with a film of your own then you might spend a lot of time celebrating, you know, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, going well, that kind of thing. No, but it's something. What I find with this is that I'll go to Sheffield and it's or Galway, like they're the last couple of stops, and I'll have my eye out for a particular number of films. So we might already have six or seven programmed mm. by the time we get to June or July. So you're kind of looking out for something that's a little bit different, or something you've heard about, or something you've been meaning to see. So at Sheffield, I might see. I suppose something up to around 15 films but I mean in the past when I've been covering festivals for media I've 
and seen 80 films in a week and it's a strange thing to do but it's it's funny it sounds exhausting it is but you kind of just get into it you mm. know and you just watch film after film and everything becomes a little bit relative though because you're yeah. seeing something in the context of something else and that's when films I think probably for programmers who do a lot more of this than me it's seeing something that stands out and is a little bit different yeah. and has a little bit of a different approach yeah. that often attracts because there is generally a uh, a certain power of quality to films at a film festival anyway uh, I mean you'd hope so yeah. you, you, you would generally speaking there would be um, uh, that that thing that would take it out of the mainstream circuit but at the same time have it playing in an actual festival you know there's there's something to that I, I would suppose and what are the um, what are the factors that would go into your choosing of a film well for this one it, it's a little bit different to say the guy who programs Toronto who's got probably say there's a documentary programmer called Tom Paris and he might have six or eight hundred films to watch because everyone wants to premiere mm. the film at Toronto or Sundance or one of these bigger festivals that can really change the life of that film or even the life of the filmmaker uh, for us it's a little bit different you know we've got about 15 slots and you're looking for something you want every slot to be great but you also want there to be variety within it so you, you know somebody might like a film with archive in it somebody else might not you know somebody might might like uh, a film that's historical somebody might want to see something that's contemporary and observational so we're trying to bring variety to it but also have a really high level of quality like we want when people come to Stranger Than Fiction to feel I'm seeing the best of the best here and that's yeah. what we're aiming for most of the films are Irish premieres we've got a couple of world premieres in there as well so it's really about the quality and when people come to Stranger Than Fiction they know it's got a stamp of approval from us and we're aiming for the best films yeah um, and of the uh this is probably unfair to ask you before the festival, but uh, of the films that you selected this year, which would you be tied the most cl closely personally to? And I say that is an unfair question. It yeah. is an unfair <laughs> question. All right. Uh, well, look, I mean, because the, the truth, truth is, that I was looking at that were fascinating to me. Go on. Um, it came from Connemara. Yeah. I just as albeit a description. Now I'm a, I, I'm a, more so a fan of reading about Roger Corman than anything. And yeah. His, his but I had no idea he was set up in Ireland. You, uh, that, yeah. that's a little gem. It is really a little gem, and it's one that I, I feel a little bit sore about. Actually, no, I'm only joking because <laughs> it's a story I was aware of myself for a few years, and yeah. uh, on the filmmaking side, uh -huh, the few, plot thickens. Yeah, <laughs> would be the only one. But it's a few few friends of mine that actually worked out there with Roger Corman I remember over a few beers about six or seven years ago a friend of mine Karen Reen telling me some stories from down there and thinking god that would make a great documentary but at truth be told I didn't feel like I knew how to tell that story myself and Brian yeah. Redden uh, is a long time filmmaker and television maker uh, based in Ireland has done a lot of really good docs for television in particular and he got the access he got to know Roger Corman he got access to the films he was able to get in there and spend the time and get that kind of access that you need to make a film like this. And it's one of those documentaries that's just really fascinating, but mm. kind of delightful, and the tone is really nice. And it's a really, really pleasurable watch, you know. And we have it on the Saturday night. I think it's kind of one that you might want to beer, buy a beer, yeah. go in and sit back, enjoy, have a laugh, and, and you'll meet some of the people that work there too. Oh, because I've seen documentaries about Roger Corman before, and yeah, they are, to be, to be fair, always a joy. Um, and, and to even... Move along from that. There are there are three films about filmmaking essentially in yeah. it this year, which is great. Um, all those conversations with the, the the medium are interesting to me. Um, I'll come back to to me the most interesting one in a second. But uh, the documentary Showrunners 
Um, just that's another one. It's made by an Irishman, isn't it? Yeah, it's made by Des Doyle. He was based out in LA, uh, sort of back and forth for yeah. quite a while making this, and he really, you know, hit on something that's quite in the zeitgeist. In that, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're all into our box sets and watching series, and we're starting to wonder about like where, who are these voices that are bringing these yeah. programs to us, these drama series, and it seems, you know, it's one of those ones you're like, that's a great idea. But like Des is obviously the one that came up with the idea and he really got out there and I don't know exactly how he did it. I haven't asked him yet, but he got in with some of the, some really, really great showrunners, including yeah, like there's JJ the... Abrams and Joss Whedon and stuff. And they're interviewed in the film. I saw that. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, so he, he really got in there. And I think it's one of those things probably uh, with momentum is like once you get one person, you get the next yeah. person, you get the next person. So it's really, really amazing insight. Because they're such mythic works. figures these days. Yeah. When you hear the word showrunner, it's a, it's a, it's new, it's in the golden age of television. It's such a big deal to be the showrunner. Yeah, it's like another show. race or something oh, like that. Is, you know yeah. what I mean? A super race. The, you know? Yeah, they're godfathers or something. And I, I find that fascinating. But yeah, one that I will, I'm probably most excited about myself because I'm a lifelong fan like nearly anybody I suppose is into film mm. literature is the, the Roger Ebert documentary Life Itself are you looking forward to unveiling this one in particular? It, you know it's as you, you said like what are your favourites uh, none of them are my favourites but mm. it's one of my top ones definitely <laughs> you know Life Itself it's just it's by probably my favourite filmmaker certainly one of Steve my top James. three filmmakers Steve James you know seeing Hoop Dreams was the film that made me want to make documentaries or certainly one of one or two or three films that made me want to make documentaries it's an incredible bar to set yourself as well because there's there are not very many films like Hoop Dreams no at all exactly the and only other one I can think of is another Steve James films the um, the Interrupters kind of yeah just because of the, 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 the span of it yeah and, and the way that that company make films you know they I actually was out in Chicago and I went and dropped into their office just to find out what it's all about yeah. and they showed me around and they spend months and months and months and months editing the films like every fine little detail just trying to get that narrative just so perfectly you know yeah. and I think the time they put into it really shows in the screen because they make films for the ages you know like mm. Hoop Dreams as you say or The Interrupters or I think Life Itself these are films that people are going to be watching in 10 or 15 years time because of the level of quality and the level of work that's gone into them Mm. This is an amazing film about an amazing figure in the history of cinema who's also had a fascinating life. It's by a filmmaker who thrives on great access and he's got great access. I mean, he's in the hospital room with Roger Ebert having these kind of, I suppose, truncated conversations because Roger Ebert types out what he wants to say. But like really delving into the mind of someone who probably knows her towards the end of their life and is very willing to talk about their life and very willing to kind of open up and then dovetailing that with his past, you know, he's had this. He's a he's an alcoholic for a period of time, and then got over that and found love later in life, and all that story's in there. And of course, a lot of it was documented because he had a TV show. So you've got you know these outtakes yeah. from the television program stuff that was recorded that was never shown, and things like that. And you know, he did TV shows in in Cannes every year. He used to do reports. So yeah, you've got all this incredible footage of the guy. So you put all that together, and you've got the perfect backdrop for any documentary. And this one is is really a special one. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it if they come along and see it for sure. I will absolutely be there for that one. I I, I do think. Um, now, uh, when you're putting together a, a program like this, um, is there uh, now? This is I know because you need variety. Variety is essential. But is there any? I don't know overall theme in mind when you approach it. The only theme that we have is quality. You yeah. know, and we want it to be. And you know what? We turned down, we had a lot of entries of Irish films 
and there's a lot of really good work out there and we've got some great Irish films in including I should really mention the world premiere of In a House That Ceased to Be which is the Christina Noble film which is like we are so honoured and privileged to be having the world premiere of that film it's already almost sold out I think so uh, anyone that's listening to this should get in there and, and, and buy a ticket but like it's an amazingly special film about an incredible person about she's going to be there woman. on the night yeah wow you know so there's going to be Q&A and, and that kind of thing so it's going to be a pretty amazing event so but what I was getting on to say was that it's tough you know because you have a limited amount of slots and it, you know people call this the golden age of cinematic documentary and it, it's pretty close to it if it isn't so mm. you've got incredible films being made and I think the bar has been pushed so high that filmmakers are really pushing it really trying to get their films as good as they can be holding them back a little bit until they're really really finished and happy with them knowing how competitive it is out there so you know pushing it at the production stage as well um, and there was a few films that we just didn't have room for that were great so it's really all about quality it's about having films that when people come along they know when they buy a ticket for Stranger Than Fiction that they're going to see something special you know yeah and um, having seen all the films yourself, will you be in watching them all again? Does it, it's just someone was asking me that earlier. I bumped into a friend, and yeah, I think I will. You know, it's a lot of the, some of these films I've seen on the big screen, but some of them I've seen on DVDs or on links and that yeah. kind of thing. And actually being there and, and feeling the atmosphere. The shared the experience is a very yeah. special thing in a festival. It really you is. Really I can't think, take you know, it away from that it. bit of electricity in the room sometimes. And the IFI really is just it. fantastic for that yeah. in general. Last year, you know, there was a huge buzz around it. People were coming to the films, but then they were hanging around and getting in conversations with people and having a couple of drinks and mm. there was really that buzz around the festival yeah. and that's something a little bit special that you can only get at a festival screening because people are coming in and out of films people are bumping into people when they're going into one and their friend is coming out of yeah. one and they're having conversations and that kind of thing and it's not just a, a casual happenstance upon the cinema as well generally speaking you'll get uh, you'll get cinema lovers at film festivals yeah you know, absolutely there'll be a lot yeah. of uh, fuel conversation and a lot of filmmakers actually you know yeah. there was a lot of kind of local filmmakers coming along to films and getting in conversations we have a few panels as well so because I think actually they're almost all sold out as well but there's the Saturday panels I think there's still some seats for which are kind of really aimed at the filmmakers who are at the start of their career and there's going to be some amazing advice and stuff for that but the filmmakers come they come to and they come along they see a few films and actually last year I know a few conversations started at the festival that have led to people getting into development on projects and, and things like that so wow yeah you know it's interesting when you put people in a room and they get talking and they can kind of happen yeah it's true well uh, you'll be having a film coming out soon and we'll have you back talking again about that but for the moment and about the Stranger in Fiction Film Festival Ross Whitaker thanks very much for coming in and talking to us thank you very much